I, I want to know, like, what do they claim to be yeah, critical I, race theory in a math book? A math. <laughs> like, Susie has two Black Lives Matter signs, and Billy has three. <laughs> Put them together. How many Black Lives Matter signs are they? They were like, none of that. None of that. No political stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna take a sip of my tea. It's peppermint flavored just for mm. me. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> I haven't sung in a minute, so. Yeah, it's been a really long time. I missed yeah. it. So I'm bringing it back. <laughs> How are you? Um, I am well. I'm trying to think what's going on in my life right now. You were just telling me this is the first time you're recording at a table because I put yes, it together for you. So now you, you did. Table. That was so nice of you. I'm um, a man. I <laughs> <laughs> was so like I mean, gentleman. What is yeah. it called? Chival- chivalrous? Chivalrous. Yeah. I was working in silence on the floor whilst you cook dinner. And I was that like, was, wow, this reminds me of traditional family values. Very gender. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was the most, I think if, if the most gender rolled thing we've ever done together. Oh, wait. And then, um, when we were putting up a thing, when we were hanging things in your apartment, do you remember that really compromising position we got into oh, when we were hanging your mug rack? Yeah. Zach guys- was like very close <laughs> to kissing me i could tell i could no, feel okay. it he wanted to make out i don't know how this happened, i stopped it though i stopped it we were putting up the mug rack and ely was the one that was holding it in place and i was trying to mark the individual points where the nails had to go so i yeah. slithered up in between her we arms slithered. and Ooh. i was like wait a minute how do we get into this <laughs> it was very very disgusting mm-hmm. that was also the <laughs> night we watched a really romantic christian movie oh my god <laughs> i have no words to describe you guys we watched this christian it was literally called bell and the beast colon a christian romance it was it was very and christian. it was a christian like not even lifetime movie level it was just like well, sub, like budget level version of beauty and the beast the funny thing is though it was advertised at, when we both said this it was advertised as a christian love story but they really didn't push the the Christian part as much as I would have anticipated yeah it it could have been been worse worse, definitely although one of the funniest parts of the whole movie is when she's like shocked (laughs) that this guy is like disrespecting the bible so she picks it up and she's like it's god's word (laughs) that's god's word yeah but it was very entertaining it was entertaining we had a lot of laughs our favorite character greg craig craig (laughs) he shows up for the first time he goes hey from off screen yeah we also used youtube subtitles that made it oh that way more fun auto-generated yeah 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 Uh, the main character bell was bill for a lot of the (laughs) (laughs) okay so this was like a gay romance technically bill and what was the guy's name technically it wasn't (laughs) but you're thinking it was for the deaf it was a gay romance not for the deaf oh my god (laughs) we should make this well it sounds like we're already making this kind of a hobby because i think this week we're watching another crazy christian romance which is probably going to be crazier all thanks to tiktok honestly there's a guy on tiktok that reviews christian movies and he makes them sound so good that i'm like i need to watch and they are i mean i would never watch (laughs) one alone but watching one with you with like a beer a couple of drinks yeah so excited to do that again highly recommend watching free christian movies on youtube (laughs) oh yeah they're all over youtube 
<laughs> yeah. Not the best quality. It's like 720p, but um, <laughs> free. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't complain. There are a lot of ads. <laughs> oh, there were a lot of so ads. If you have yeah. the paid YouTube. Good for you. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, have you thought of anything to check in on? Or was that our check-in? I think that was our do you have something to check in on? Uh no, I cut my hair today. Wait, I forgot. Since the pandemic, have you gone to get your hair cut or are you like set on cutting your own hair? I have hair not cut? gotten my hair cut by someone else in over two years. <gasps> wow. It looks so good. Thank you. I think I've gotten decently good at it. When I got the hand mirror so I could see the back more properly, that changed mm. the game. Right, right. Uh and I've gotten better with like fading. So I'm pretty confident Ooh. in my abilities. And I think that's okay. saying something considering, you know, me before the pandemic and before you, I lost my job. You were I out was, there getting them haircuts. Yeah, Nicole in Milwaukee. I forgot the name of the place, but she was cutting my hair for like a year and a half. It was and called I paid Dapper. Her, Dapper, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was cutting my hair for like a year and a half and I paid 40 bucks like every three weeks for her to cut my hair. So I was I was a yeah. stickler. Yeah. But no, I've been doing it myself for two years. That's crazy. Pandemic's been over two years now. No. We'll check back, back in on her later in this episode. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. But should well, we get here started? Looks lovely. Yeah, let's get started. Oh, thank you. Okay. So the first news story of the week. I don't know if you heard about this, but our pal, just kidding. He's not our pal, Elon Musk. Apparently he's made an offer to buy mm-mm, Twitter. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He wants to buy it for $43.4 billion because he just has that lying around apparently. Right. Well, you know, he lives below the poverty line so that he can he can afford to buy Twitter according to Grimes. <laughs> She's so funny. <laughs> but he apparently sent this offer via text message to one of the Twitter board chairs. <laughs> and this is what he wrote. Uh, well, this is this is summarized, but he said, since making mm-hmm. my investment, because he recently invested in Twitter. Right, right. Uh, I think it was like 9% or something. Yeah, he has like uh, the largest share. Yeah, the largest share. Uh, but he said, since making my investment, I now realize the company will neither thrive nor serve the societal imperative in its current form. Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company. Twitter has extraordinary potential. I will unlock it. Imagine what? texting like that. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I'm kind of worried about what that means. I will oh, unlock it. What does that mean? It means that he doesn't like it when people make fun of him on Twitter. So he's going to <laughs> buy it so that he doesn't have to listen to that shit anymore. Well, honestly, it sounds like in more realistic terms, it sounds like he wants to go public with it. Like the company, make the company public. I feel like Twitter's been around for literally so long and it's been thriving for so long. It's like, what, what evidence do you have that Twitter is not, that is not doing well? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the company did release a statement on Thursday and said that the Twitter board of directors will carefully review the proposal to determine the, the text message proposal, the proposal. Uh, to determine the course of action that it believes is in the best interest of the company and all Twitter stockholders. I highly doubt that considering Elon is the biggest stakeholder. Right. I feel like they're not, they're not going to let him do that. I mean, I hope not. I just think that would be wild. That'd be like the wild, wild west. Of, I mean, it already is. The Everybody wild, wild would the ditch Twitter, like straight up. They you just think? wouldn't. Oh, 100%. Well, it depends on what he would do to it. I don't know. I don't know. I think Elon Musk is a supervillain, like, like cartoon oh. supervillain. Oh my God. <laughs> One time I matched with a guy on Hinge just to fight with him about this because he put on his profile that he thinks Elon Musk is our like 
real life iron uh tony stark and i was like that's a fucking mm. joke and i was like do you you can't honestly tell me that you think elon musk would do half the shit that tony stark did that's a fucking joke i fought with him and then i was like okay you're done i love that <laughs> that's done. the level of petty you're at you match with someone on hinge <laughs> just to start a fight i was like oh this guy needs to be put in his place I was like, you're dumb. He's clearly Justin Hammer. If you're going to compare him to literally anyone else in the MCU, compare him to that piece of shit. All right, nerd. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, speaking of pieces of shit, are you ready for this segue? Ooh, okay. So Governor Ron DeSantis, he's the governor of Florida. He's the absolute. I put in the outline, he's an absolute motherfucker confirmed after the (laughs) don't say gay bill shit. And now this. So Florida has rejected 54 math books from (laughs) curriculum. Dude, I thought this was a joke at first. (laughs) And of these 20 of these books, 28 of them were rejected because they quote incorporated prohibited topics or unsolicited strategies, including critical race theory. Right. If you live in Florida, books. if you live in Florida, just get out now or don't have kids. Florida's like the scab of America. We just oh need to God. flick it it's off. It's literally so bad. Like imagine mm. being educated in Florida. Girl, I was educated in Florida for <gasps> elementary You're school. Right. School. Oh my God. First Ooh. of all, middle school was an absolute shit show in Florida, mainly because my life was Florida. a shit show. But um because you're yeah, in Florida. It's not a good education, I will say. And they treated us kind of like prisoners sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck around the sentence and the the sentence. <laughs> you know, I don't give a fuck about getting his name right. Fuck him. Yeah. And fuck head. Florida. But I'm sad because the names of these books were not disclosed. So I feel like if they were, the internet would be like, okay, let's I see what they're calling love... out. What do they claim oh, to be I critical race wish. theory? I fucking wish. Oh my God. I, I want to know, like, what do they claim to be yeah, critical I, race theory in a math book? A math- <laughs> like, Susie has two Black Lives Matter signs and Billy has three. Put them together. How many Black Lives Matter signs are they? They were like, none of that. None of that. No political stuff. Yeah. <laughs> How many members of Trump's cabinet were convicted? Like, oh. what's the... <laughs> Imagine. They're like, like none of that. None yeah, of that. <laughs> I don't... It's just ridiculous. And it's, it's actually kind of scary because I know that all of this... Is kind of like political theater for Ron DeSantin. Fuck, I can't get his name. Ron right. DeSantin. He doesn't deserve it. Satan. He doesn't deserve it. Yeah, Ron DeSantin. Sure. <laughs> I know it's just political theater because he wants to run for president probably in twenty twenty four. He wants to be the so new Trump. Disgusting. Everyone he, wants to be the new Trump. <laughs> everyone. Uh, sure, he's in the background, like bang, bang, bang. Fuck Ron DeSantin. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, t- I'm taking a break. She was just no, she just finished eating. So now, I'm oh, good girl, she finished her food. Yeah, good. very good girl. All right, well, we're yeah. gonna move on to another crazy right wing asshole. Ever heard of Alex Jones? Oh God, a fucking monstrosity. Yes. Uh, well, look at this picture in this little, uh, little thumbnail. thumbnail. He looks yeah, fucking disgusting. crazy. Well, this is actually kind of some like humbling news. So InfoWars, which is Alex Jones's company and podcast show, whatever the fuck it is, it has filed for bankruptcy in the face of oh. lawsuits from his denial of the Sandy Hook shootings. Yeah, he just lost a big lawsuit. That's probably why. Yeah. So I don't know exactly when this happened, but of course, the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting was in 2012. And Alex Jones Jones claimed that it's a hoax. And so he was sued several times by family members of the victims for defamation and emotional distress. And like you said, he has, he has lost at least 
one. I think he's lost a couple. Um, <laughs> but I just thought it was funny. Infowars, which describes itself in court records as, quote, a conspiracy-oriented website and media company, which it didn't always used to describe itself like that. And I feel like they did that to cover their ass in the court proceedings. To be like, this is conspiracy related. Right. Oh yeah. They're like <laughs> conspiracy. It's so embarrassing. Uh, well, they now have less than $50,000 in assets uh, uh, and get this uh, between, <laughs> this is a pretty big range. So I don't know why they couldn't nail this down, but between one and 10 million in liabilities. <laughs> one and 10. Mm-hmm. And Jones okay. and Infowars and related holding companies have so far spent $10 million on legal fees and costs oh because of a hoax conspiracy claiming, which is right. Like you could have just not despicable. did that and you would still have money. It's well, it's, it's despicable. I mean, he deserves it. Like you're going to call one of the most horrific shootings in American history where literal like five, six and seven year olds were gunned down a hoax. Right. I would have fucking sued too. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Embarrassing. Very embarrassing. Anyway, one Whoops. last embarrassing thing. Actually, it's kind of like an embarrassing thing. And then it's embarrassing for our country. Yes, yeah, so Sherry agrees. Sherry's like, oh, she said. Uh, so the TSA, they have extended the face mask requirement through May 3rd. And then it's presumed that on May 3rd, you will no longer have to wear masks on an airplane. Although some airlines are already saying that. You don't have to. And it's mainly because of this ruling that, of course, a fucking Florida judge decided. Uh, oh, my yeah, God. A Florida judge, this woman, I don't have her name up and I don't care to. Uh, she she like struck down some ruling about the federal mask mandate. Um, but anyway, the actual TSA mask mandate is ending May 3rd. It was supposed to end yesterday, April 18th, and they extended it at the last minute because, of course, oh everything's of course. happening last everything's minute. Last minute. Yeah, they can't get it together. Uh, but let me discuss some developments about this. First of all, Delta Airlines put out a statement, which was really embarrassing, and they immediately had to retract it and put out an updated statement, which is almost as embarrassing. So I'm going to read them both. <laughs> Delta said... And it's like, why even comment on this? Just continue about your day. They said, we are relieved to see the U.S. mask mandate lift to facilitate global travel as COVID-19 has transitioned to an ordinary seasonal virus. No, absolutely not. That is so embarrassing. <laughs> it's like embarrassing they thought they ate with that. They thought they <laughs> ate. It's offensive. Like, oh yeah, an ordinary seasonal virus that is still killing people, you know. People still right. haven't gotten vaccinated like, against it. Right. It's like, okay, is it to the level that it was in March of 2020? No, but that doesn't mean you can just be like, oh, it's like the flu. Yeah, exactly. So that statement came out yesterday and they issued an updated statement today after getting blowback from the scientific <laughs> and medical communities, of course. <laughs> and they're just dragging it with the statement. It's basically the same language. And then they just really dragged it at the end. So updated statement says, we are relieved to see the U.S. mask mandate lift to facilitate global travel Travel oh, as COVID-19 transitions to a more manageable respiratory Bye. virus with better oh treatments, God. vaccines, and other scientific measures to prevent serious illness, end quote. I, as someone who studied PR in college, I love this shit because I know, <laughs> like, I know that they are all like, you know, that episode of SpongeBob where they look in his brain and it's like, everything's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the Delta PR team is, is like, is doing right Probably. now. Probably. 
Oh, I they just, are. They released that statement. They were like, who approved? Who wrote that? I just saw for the, the updated statement. It's literally copy pasted for the first sh- half. <laughs> and it's so embarrassing. Uh, and the oh other God. thing I want to talk about regarding mass mandates. So effective already, Uber drivers and passengers no longer have to wear masks. So it's yeah. no longer a requirement in Ubers, <sighs> which I think this is like, I don't want to say it's worse than airlines. Obviously, airplanes are bigger, but I feel like Ubers no, are more like they're high like volume of people worse. going in and out. Also, though, because like the drivers really don't have any like control or like awareness of like who's getting into their car before they get into their car. So it's yes. like an anti-max, anti-max. <laughs> all, to all the maxes out there, Ely says anti-mask <laughs> or like anti-vax person could get into their car and be like. <laughs> And now it's like, you can't do anything because like they're not required to wear a mask anymore. Yeah. And I bet you the Uber drivers like give way less of a shit of cleaning their cars than airlines who have cleaned right, airplanes. airplanes. Yeah. So concerning, but I will say Lyft has not made any announcements about lifting face mask requirements. So Loki, I'm team Lyft. Lyft. I'm team Lyft. I, I can't remember I the last wasn't. time I took an Uber. Yeah, no, for real. I'm team Lyft all the way because- they're the best and they give you like free rides to the polls free rides to get an abortion yeah. like yeah and their colors are pink, pink. Left. like pink they're pink versus black right. that get shit is it. so cute yeah Hashtag branding <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway that's the end of my news I well i just want to but... well i was gonna add like my own comments oh, to that because sorry. no no no. i'm thinking of like how often i've been like how i've been i mean i have like i've been flying so much like i haven't been flying that much but i feel like i've I fly like a couple of times a year and I'm thinking like, I honestly can't see myself ever not wearing a mask on a plane. Like people be nasty and they sit right next to you. Yeah. I have a flight in two weeks with Nick and I plan on wearing a mask. Oh, absolutely. Especially where you're going. Wisconsin. Yeah. (laughs) It's a gamble. My hometown. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, not those motherfuckers. Yeah. I don't know. And something I couldn't obviously include like in the podcast or even on the outline, but I saw this video too, where like a flight attendant, I don't know what the airline was, but a flight attendant made an in-flight announcement. And she was like, so guess what? Mass mandates has been lifted. Ruling was struck down. Master optional. She takes off her mask. She's like, master optional. And in the video, there are people in the cab that like shed them off and they're clapping and oh they're like God. yay it's people like, the bro, human race what? is so pathetic y'all can't wear a mask for what two three four hours okay but the thing for me is like it's not the fact that they were taking them off like because that's their option it's the fact that they added cheers and they really have right. to like rub it in your face well they act like it's like the worst thing for them to have to wear a mask yeah when they are so told dramatic. they can't like when they're told that they don't have to anymore and they're like oh my yeah, like they like, just won the fucking lottery, right? Like, chill out. It's just embarrassing. Like, you're it's, adult it's humans. So embarrassing. <laughs> People twice the age of us. Right, right. Anyway, is it time for music? Are you still I yelling at Sherry on mute? What's she doing? Okay, you like literally don't have to say that, and nobody would know. <laughs> I want to know though. What's she doing? She's just getting into shit. I can already see. Sherry said, get into it. Yeah, she said, <laughs> okay, no. She said what? What she said? I was going to do get into it, yeah, and then I was like, no, I don't I don't want to. <laughs> Sherry said, do it. I heard her. She said, get into it, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into it. 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. First up, we have Jack Harlow with his song First Class that samples Fergie's G L A M, which, by the way, I don't. Did you watch Gossip Girl? The first season. I think this wasn't the first season. Do you remember when during like the Christmas episodes, when their girls choir sang that song? Every time I hear this Jack Harlow song, I think of that Gossip Girl episode where they're like, <laughs> gee, they're literally sitting there like this. Ooh, the glamorous. Ooh, the glamorous. <laughs> I can't glamorous, say I remember that, glamorous. but that's really funny. <laughs> you have to watch it. It's so funny. I saw TikTok on it the other day and I was like, but someone else also knows. <laughs> damn she's so annoying oh give her God. attention uh, okay i'm talking to you you want me to give her attention or what do you want me to give her some snacks okay option no, a then... is give her attention option b is tell her to shut the hell up okay, wait option c i'll give her a treat and then they'll keep her busy for a second oh uh, okay i should have left my mic on because as soon as i got up i was like oh the glamour <laughs> Okay, anyway, Jack Harlow's Fergie sampling song, First Class, debuted at number one on the Hot 100, of course, because everybody on TikTok flipped out when he just released like a little bit of it in a video. And I I knew this was coming. And also, this song had the largest or the biggest streaming week uh, so far of 2022. Bigger than as it was? Yeah. I need to listen to the song. I still haven't listened to it. Okay, here's the thing. When he released that video with just the like chorus. Everybody was like, yo, this is going to be fucking fire. And then the whole song came out and it's kind of like, oh, oh, it's just the chorus is popping. <gasps> but I mean, it's like fun because, you know, it's like, G L. we get it. We know. We yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> you love. Okay. That. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Also this weekend, not only did Lizzo uh, do double duty on Saturday night live, but she also announced that she has an album coming out. It's called special. Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> what was that? Uh, it was me reacting. That was oh. like kind of me when I read this, because I should, you know, I didn't hear a thing about this until I saw this on the outline. I had not heard I haven't. She also dropped a single on Friday and haven't heard that either. I haven't heard (laughs) it either. I was like, should I listen to it before I talk about it? But then I was like, no, I don't really care to (laughs) honestly. Here's the thing. I feel like as a person, Lizzo is Lizzo's become a personality. And I feel like she's not really like an artist anymore, at least like in the eyes of the public. I don't follow her because I like her music. I follow her because I like her as a person. I mean, that's kind of hot take. I like really quite a bit some of the songs off her last. Yeah, album. but you're are you excited about this new album? Like, no, but like there I, you go. I will listen to it. Like, I don't know. I tempo is great and no, like I'm a girl saying, is great. Well, that's what I mean. I think she's like shifted away from that era and now she's like just a an internet personality. Oh, Whereas yeah, like yeah. before, like she was all of course, like she was all about her music. Her music was so hot, like it was awesome in like what 2018 2019 but now it's like it's been it's kind of like what happened with ed sheeran i feel like not that i'm saying ed sheeran is like super popping but like you can't deny he was one of the biggest artists of the 2010s if not the biggest artist of the 2010s and now it's like nobody cares about him because like i feel like there's a there's a there's like a point where you can take almost like too long of a break and then people don't care about your music anymore 
Yeah, I mean, I don't care about him because his music isn't. Good. I know you don't like Ed Sheeran, but <laughs> like, like you have to acknowledge that he is literally the biggest artist of the 2010s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. We'll see if this album is any good. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I only I heard about it on on Twitter, and then I was like, wait, I haven't even listened to this song. Anyway, if you've been living under a rock you would maybe not know that this weekend was the first weekend of Coachella, <laughs> which is cool. Boo. Um, why do you say boo? Because you can't go? Because I home. don't like Coachella. Have you ever been? Have you? <laughs> no. But I'm not over so. here like, I don't like Coachella. I don't like Coachella because all it fucking is is people who go just for clout, like everyone who's there goes for clout and they go for the Instagram pictures and they go for like the content and they go for meeting people. I feel like they don't go for the music when they're listening to the music, they're on some sort of drugs or something and they act like they like the music, but it's really just for clout and it's annoying. I'm over it. I don't care. Okay, grandma. (laughs) All right. They're on some sort of drug and they're not listening to the music. Basically (laughs) me in a nutshell. Yeah, basically me. Okay, well, anyway, um, <laughs> weekend one of Coachella has come and gone. And so I wanted to share some highlights. Um, so honestly, the best thing, actually, no, this is not the best thing. This is one of the best things, though. Megan Thee Stallion performed an unreleased song. And if you haven't heard it, she posted it on her TikTok. So you should definitely go listen to it. But the lyrics are, she's roasting somebody. I want to believe it's Tory Lanez. I hope it's Tory oh. Lanez because... <laughs> She went in, but I can't repeat some of that language here on our public platform. So I'm just going to tell everyone to go listen on Megan's TikTok. Okay. (laughs) Also something that happened was Harry Styles brought Shania Twain on stage to sing, man, I feel like a woman, which if you haven't seen that, you should also watch that. I did see that. Yeah. I mean, we love, we, we, this is a Harry Styles supporting podcast. Okay. At least I am a Harry Styles supporting podcaster. Um, yeah, so it was great. He looked great. I'm again, super jealous that I, of all the people that were present for that, because I would give my left arm to see that in person. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is the last thing that's actually just really funny. Billie Eilish, you know, she's always like trying to be like so humble when she's on stage. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this. This should not be mean. She did that again. But the funny thing was at the end, she said, I'm sorry for not being Beyonce. And then like the performance ended. (laughs) (laughs) More people should do that. Yes. Right. Yes. So (laughs) I just thought that was absolutely hilarious. Um, Yeah, you're right. You're not Beyonce, Billy. We wish you were, but you don't have to act humble. We know that you, you know, you're the shit. It's fine. But I also, the article I linked in our outline, I just thought was funny because they, it's a Yahoo article, which is awful, but they bulleted. (laughs) They like put bullets and these are the bullets. Billie Eilish took the stage at Coachella Music Festival on Saturday. The 20 year old star declared on stage that she should not be headlining this shit. And then they put (laughs) when she concluded, she apologized to the crowd for not being Beyonce, who headlined in 2018. (laughs) (laughs) To the point. Yeah, right. So I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Um, So, yeah, that's all I have for music this week. Uh, Coachella next weekend. I've got to say. What I am shocked, especially since you put Lizzo on here. I am shocked you did not talk about Kendrick's album announcement. 
I mean, not even an acknowledgement. She okay, said Black fine. Eyes do not Kendrick today. Lamar is dropping new music in May. A new album. <laughs> yeah, a new, new music. Album. That's music. <laughs> you were so jazzed about this the other day. And today, okay, like, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Well, I, I haven't like, I don't know. I mean, yes, no, I am jazzed about it. I am jazzed about it, but you know, we'll talk about it when the album actually comes out. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Shall we move on? Let's. All right. So my first entertainment story, we got our first trailer, teaser trailer for Thor Love and Thunder, which comes out on July 8th. It kind of came out of nowhere because I didn't hear anybody, any scooper talking about a trailer Literally coming. Literally nowhere. And it I have to say, I, I think maybe we both thought that at this point, we thought they weren't going to release anything until Doctor Strange. Like, yeah. I thought that's what they were going to do. So it was Me like too. very it's random. Kind of random. And I feel like at this point, it doesn't justify them waiting so long. It's like, okay, what was all this for? Yeah, I mean, the, the trailer was good. Definitely, I definitely. I don't know. How I feel. I'm not like psyched for it. And maybe it's because we've been spoiled. We've kind of been spoiled for MCU content since I would say Black Widow because Black Widow is Black Widow. And then Shang-Chi was like, okay, this is exciting in terms of representation. And it was a very exciting film. Eternals was like, this is exciting because what the hell is this movie? It's from Chloe Zhao. And then of course we had Spider-Man No Way Home, which was, I don't even need to explain why it was exciting. And I don't think I need to explain why Multiverse of Madness is exciting. But Thor Love and Thunder, it's like, okay, it just kind of looks like Thor Ragnarok again in terms of tone. And I'm not as always hip with like the machismo type of humor reference that's going on, but it looks great. And I gagged for Natalie Portman as the mighty Thor at the end. She looked so Her arms, bro. She got ripped. Those are her real arms. Oh my God. I'm so excited because I hated, I hated Jane in the first two movies. I was so happy when in Thor Ragnarok, she wasn't there, but now I'm like super jacked because Jane Foster's getting the Taika treatment and I can't wait. I am a tad worried just because the film team's very crowded. Like there's the guardians of galaxy are in it. The villain is Gore, the God butcher. So there's going to be lots of God killing going around uh valkyrie is in it apparently she has like a romance subplot or something so all this stuff is in it and then you have natalie portman coming in as jane foster aka mighty thor and i'm worried because in the comics she got cancer and so when she wasn't thor she was like bedridden with cancer and it was kind of like an emotional tragedy so Mm. i don't necessarily see kevin feige allowing that storyline to happen with out the cancer because then I think people would be really oh. mad. But I'm also like, will you be able to do it right with all this craziness going on around her? Right. We shall see. I don't know. I feel like they're making it like I. I feel like I'm anticipating Guardians of the Galaxy being a very, very, very small aspect of this movie. You think? Yeah, because I mean, I think they showed them in the trailer just because they had to. Like, we know that that was the last time we saw Thor was with them, and so I think they like showed them in the trailer because you know, that was like our last connecting point, but I feel like they have their own stuff. Like, I feel like that's not going to be a big part of this movie. I don't know. That's just, the well, we're going to see it. I know that. So I guess we'll find out anyway. Uh, <laughs> so next, I didn't talk about this on the pod last week when it happened or like two weeks ago, because it was a little too like businessy, but I don't know if you heard this, but discovery closed 
a $43 billion deal to acquire Warner Media. So that includes Warner Brothers, HBO. Yeah, I mean, it was approved a while ago, but it oh. closed uh, last week. And so their new name is Warner Brothers Discovery. And David Zaslov, who's the CEO of both companies combined, him and like other people in leadership are toying around with wiping the DC slate clean and starting anew somehow, oh some way. And so <laughs> there was an exclusive about this in Variety uh, last week, late last week. And I just wanted to talk about it because I think yeah. the idea of wiping the DC slate clean is a little salivating to me and perhaps you. Uh, I think it, it's funny if anything. <laughs> well, it's just, it's frustrating. I think there's this idea that if you're something, if you're like a big franchise like DC, copying Marvel and like their structure would be like embarrassing, but I don't think so. Cause like, if you copy Marvel, at least you're copying something good that knows what it's doing. And Cause the thing with DC that makes no fucking sense to me is they have a quote unquote DC extended universe, but these films are barely connected. They have no coherent storyline, no coherence. And then you have like Zack Snyder and his whole crew on social media right. that want his version of characters. And like the whole, I just, I think it was like, pretentious frankly when they did the snyder cut like the four hour cut of the oh, you didn't League. like that i didn't watch it but i was like this <gasps> is so like are you fucking kidding me like i need my four hour cut and it's four hours long and it, there's a black and white version and it's in a special <sighs> ratio like it's the fucking justice league <laughs> give me a fucking break so yeah, that annoyed i didn't me. <laughs> i didn't watch it but i i considered watching it because so many people were like oh my god this like straight up redeems this movie and i was like really? yeah i don't give a shit I don't give a shit. So, and, and then you have films that take place in separate universes, like the Batman and Joker. The Batman and Joker do not share a universe. They are their own separate universes, which right. are separate from the... So it's just right. a mess. And I'm like, it is a yeah, mess. wipe it clean. Copy Marvel. <laughs> you have these great characters with great stories. I read quite a bit of DC, especially Batman when I was a comic nerd. Yeah. It's like, when? I want to see them done. No, yeah. shut up <laughs> when I was in middle school and had no friends. Okay. And I want to see them done correctly and appropriately. It's like, yeah. there's no reason you guys should not be putting out the, the level that Marvel's putting out and the quantity. Right. I know it takes time, but like, you've had the time you have the money, especially now that you've been acquired. Right. And I feel like now, if anything, they have like I don't know. I feel like there's got to be something that they have an option for streaming. I don't know. I don't know. And and they they can do darker. Like as much as we love Marvel, they can't really always do dark all the time. And DC right, has the Disney. luxury to do that. They so do. like copy Marvel, but just do your DC thing, and you have that luxury. So I just wanted to talk about it because thought it was interesting. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I think that's honestly like. I feel like they've put themselves in a rut. Like they don't have anywhere else to go other than to just wipe it clean and start over. Like at this point, they've made too many attempts, too many failed attempts that it's like, yeah, you have to just start over because this is trash. Yeah. But also I feel like that's so pathetic, but at the same time, like a rebuild, I mean, people, they do that in sports. Like it <laughs> takes a while and it sucks and it's embarrassing, but sometimes a rebuild is the best for you long-term. So yeah, it ends up being worth it. So yeah, I don't know. 
we'll see. I mean, the Batman was really, really good, but again, it's like, it's its own separate thing. So yeah. If anything, they should have just, I don't know if they were going to make a new, the Batman so close to when they made like the Joker or was it just Joker? They should have just yeah. tried to make them line up or something. I don't fucking know. Cause they're a mess. They have no like single <laughs> producer, like Kevin Feige. So yeah, that's what they, that, you know what? That's what they need to do. They need to hire one big brain Mm-hmm. at the who's top who's a fan who's an actual fan right someone who's just as nerdy as all of us are and someone who's creative and smart and give him a bunch of money and let him do his thing that's what disney yeah. did yeah anyway ready for the segue so who plays aquaman none other than jason momoa Ooh, that was good. and that was good. i have this wild story it's jason momoa is apparently going to be starring in a live action Minecraft movie for Warner Wait, Brothers. Wait, this is live action? I saw this on Twitter and I thought it was like an animated thing. And I was like, he never does no, animated stuff. The article stuff. says live action. Oh my God. How is that even? What? I bet he's good. So this is my <laughs> this is my vision for the film. Jason Moe is going to play like some like down on his luck, like bro-y kind of like, <laughs> and I don't know, maybe like his, the love of his life just broke up with him and he's playing Minecraft and he gets sucked into Minecraft and he shows up and he's like, what's going on? It's going to be and the rock and Kevin Hart in Jumanji, like that type of situation. Right. Isn't that how it was? I, just, I never saw yeah, those movies. I just feel like, uh, I don't know to tell you the truth. These live action, like oh, I'm in a game type movies, like the Maji <laughs> movies. And I watched Free Guy recently, which was mediocre. It's like they're not funny and they're not inspired. And I just it's think this sounds like straight, a complete flop. It's because straight people love, love movies. these movies. They love Free them. Guy is such a straight people movie. It's a straight guy movie. <laughs> oh my God. They love that shit. Yeah. Straight people love Ryan Reynolds and Jason Momoa. Oh my God. They love Ryan. <laughs> the men love Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds yeah. to straight boys is what Andrew Garfield is to lesbians. And I'll tell you something funny. Like no one thirsts over Ryan Reynolds in the gay community. I never hear anyone talk about him. Like, <laughs> We're only oh, straight Ryan guys. Reynolds. Only straight yeah. guys like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Cause they think that's what women like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's yeah. I don't know. Anyway, my last entertainment story. So we lost the great Gilbert Gottfried last Tuesday at the age of 67, he died after a long battle with muscular dystrophy. If you guys don't know, he's the voice of Iago from Aladdin. And he was on Celebrity Squares. And Gilbert Gottfried is one of those people where if you hear his voice, like, you know who he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he sadly passed away. But I just thought this was like a really sweet story and a reminder. He was really big on Cameo. And he recorded oh over 12,000 cameo videos, uh, over 200 hours of cameos. Oh, oh my God. And he earned over $2 million making these. Oh my God. <laughs> but that's what he leaves behind. And a lot of people are like big fans of him and his cameos. Um, so I just want to say RIP Gilbert, a great talent and you let, you made a lot of people happy with your cameos so oh that's so sweet that is like a sweet note to end on yep and Aww. now we're going into salty with pop culture oh my god <laughs> yes okay i'm actually so excited to talk about this because i kind of like witnessed this as it was happening 
Oh. Um, so, okay. Jaden Smith, basically like a video of him resurfaced from years ago where he talks about how he like is so grateful that he grew up with all like always around adults instead of other people, his age, because he thinks that people, his age, like, are just don't talk about anything worthwhile or meaningful. And in the video, he was like, everybody my age was like, Oh, look at my phone or uh, selfie. And he was like, let's talk about the political and economic state of the oh world. <laughs> and everybody on like people on Twitter took that clip and just ran with it. And the tweets were so funny. And it was like people making memes like, Oh, Jaden Smith, when he finds out that kids want to go to birthday parties, instead of talking <laughs> about the economic state of the world, <laughs> or they'll be like, um, Oh, Jaden Smith thinks he got a PhD in maturity. And then they're like, oh, Jaden Smith, after telling every kid at recess, they only have 20 years to live. Because oh my God. <laughs> like the tweets are so funny. So if you haven't seen them, you totally should. The original person that tweeted it, uh, which I feel like they've tweeted a, the same person as had a lot of like viral tweets lately, but it's uh, someone named Kira and their handle is at Kira won't miss. And this one is, this is a good one. So. Has he responded at all? Um, I don't think so. I don't think he has yet. I haven't seen anything. Mm, and I'm like looking at this article and it doesn't say anything about him. That's funny though. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just love when the internet makes fun of people. Speaking celebrities, of which- celebrities. Speaking of which, uh, St. <laughs> <Saint> West. <laughs> Okay, wait, I have to say, do you know what Roblox is? Yeah. Can you explain so, it to me? Yeah, Roblox. So Roblox is actually like, I think the most successful video game in the world. Really? It's like this, like, it's not something, it's an online game, like for PC. So it's not on console okay. or anything. I don't yeah, believe. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and it's, it's meant for, it's like Fortnite where like kids go on oh, and they okay. use their parents' money to like buy right. costumes <laughs> and shit. But people to my understanding can like make quote unquote levels in Roblox and upload them and you can like other people can play them. So when Kim is referencing like the quote unquote level, that's what she's talking about is like something saint found that was uploaded by someone else. That's like a level that your character can go into and you can just like mess around. I don't fucking know. It's for kids. Adults don't play this game. Okay. Maybe they do. Sorry, you guys, but it's meant for kids. Well, it was funny because I have so many like notes on this clip. So in, um, sorry. So in the clip that you sent me, which I have linked in our outline. So she's saying that an ad came up that was saying like, there's unreleased footage from her sex tape, which I don't even know how old Saint is. So I don't even know if he actually could like read it. I think maybe he just saw the picture of Kim, which they used like her crying face and he thought it was funny. So I think that's why he was like laughing about it. But she like took it away and freaked out because it said like there was they were selling unreleased footage from her sex tape. And she says in the clip, oh, well, we're going to sue them because they're using my name and photo without my permission. And after that, I saw a tweet and it was like, imagine being the 12 year old that made that ad on Roblox <laughs> finding out that you're getting sued by Kim Kardashian. <laughs> and then another thing that was hilarious, which I don't think you might have picked up on, but I kept seeing it on TikTok was when she first takes the iPad and she goes, Chloe, Chloe, look at this. Tristan is in the background and he's like, 
looking around <laughs> in a panic and everybody was like this motherfucker <laughs> thought it was something about him like he starts looking around like he's scared it's so funny like if you go back and look at his face when she's like chloe <laughs> chloe come look at this he was like, <laughs> i will have to go back and look i mean i already watched it like three times today because oh it's so funny to me it's so funny and then later i saw another tweet with like a clip of Kim on the phone crying to Kanye about it. And she was like crying. And someone was like, she has to be the only 40 year old out there crying about Roblox. <laughs> Wait, is that for the same clip? I sent you that TikTok where Chloe- No, it's a different like, one. Okay. I th- so for those of you who don't know, the Kardashians are back and they're on Hulu now. So it's basically the same show, but- Yeah, Hulu. my mom asked for my Hulu login so that she could watch it. That's so funny. <laughs> um, but there's a separate clip from- I think it's just, this is all in the first episode, right? I think it's like the same, the same scenario. Yeah. Like they're all yeah. sitting together. So the clip that you sent me might've happened like before or after this clip that I'm talking about where she's like okay. sobbing. Like, it's on and, then, and then there's another clip. I don't know the context, but Kim's on the phone and I think it's like a PR situation and Chloe is sitting next to her and she spouts off this line and Kim repeats it directly into the phone. And then after Kim says it, Chloe snaps. She's like, and Chris points to her like, yes, <laughs> it's just such a bizarre it's moment. So funny. It's funny when they act so normal, but they're not normal. <laughs> like they just, it's so funny. So yeah, that happened. Um, we'll see what else happens on this show. There was also, okay, really quick. I'm going to do some investigating on what the actual theory is because I couldn't find the video in time for, to make it, to add it to this outline, Ooh, but there's like, no, there's like somewhat of a conspiracy theory that Kylie basically faked her appearance at the premiere of the, of their new show, because all of the pictures that she has posted from the premiere have been posted from her own like private photographers and Getty Ooh. images has no photos of her Ooh. on the, on the red carpet. And people think that's because her postpartum body, she has not bounced back the way that she bounced back with stormy. And so they Ooh. think that she's basically trying to hide her body. <laughs> and the thing is, the, the reason why people think that is because Getty images has a rule that you have to share. Like you have to say, if you've edited one of their images or like before, And Mm -hmm. so she's uploading pictures that she's edited and that she hired separate photographers to take so that she doesn't have to disclose that they're edited. And then like, she's basically trying to hide her real body because she's not happy with it. Interesting. And we don't shame women for the postpartum bodies. No, no, no. Women who mislead the public. Right. Well, that was the conversation people were having. People were like, this woman has now created such an unrealistic standard that for like her body that she can't even keep up with it. Yeah. So maybe we'll talk about it next week. Maybe we won't, but that's a thing that's been floating around. I haven't seen any like follow-up, but I think that obviously says something that there's no Getty images of her, but there are of every other person that was at the premiere. So either she like came late or came through like a different entrance so that they wouldn't photograph her. Okay. Last story, sorry, (laughs) is that Vanessa. Okay. I know you don't care about Coachella, but it's, I don't care. I looked at the um, pictures actually in preparation for this. Oh, good. I love if how you, you call them exhibits, exhibit A and exhibit, exhibit B. A, B, C. So if you don't know, Vanessa Hudgens, like the queen of Coachella fashion, she comes every year and she's serving looks. And I will say this year, the fashion has been like, like nobody interesting has worn anything special. And, but I feel like Vanessa Hudgens has been able to hold on to like 
the the aesthetic that we like about Coachella fashion, whereas everybody else is just like wearing some whack ass shirt that they were clearly paid to wear. So she's dressing herself and she actually looks like she's spending the day in the desert, which it would also is what irritating me about other people are wearing. Is that like, you're literally in the desert. Like, how are you? No, that's why also people don't really care that much about Coachella anymore because it's clear that people are just getting paid to show up. So like you said, just for the club, what I've been saying in my little rant, (laughs) but now it's like worse than ever. Like it's seriously, it's just so weird. I liked her um, third look, I guess. I didn't really care for yeah. the other two. Well, I feel like these just embody like the old, the classic boho look that people love so much. So she's back, y'all. So let's we'll see if she is there for weekend two and what she's wearing. Seems inevitable to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Thank you, that Vanessa, good for that, that iconic meme. Oh, what sure you wanted Benna? She does not like Vanessa, which I don't blame her. I mean, what is she giving? Yeah, I mean, nothing <laughs> lately. Also, yesterday I was watching the Brewers game with Morgan, not with Morgan, but we were both watching. And I texted her and I was like, one of the players came up and I was like, oh, that's Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And then we looked, wait, we looked up how they met because she was like, what the hell? Like, how would they know each other? They met on a Zoom, like meditation. They met at a Zoom meditation event. That's embarrassing. <laughs> sure, he's not happy about it. Apparently not. No. Well, if that's the end of pop culture, then I believe it is time for the meaty moments. Indeed. And sure, you better get happy because you're going first. It's time for the media moment. Yay. Also, Mel did text me when she was listening to last week's episode and you were right, I guess. Uh (laughs) Okay, everyone, I need you to know that this media moment I am excited about, but also Zach basically like pressured me into making it my media moment. So, okay. (laughs) But here's the thing. I kind of pressured you into seeing it and you loved it. it. So yeah, I did love it. So if you haven't guessed already, my media moment for this week is everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. <laughs> the movie. Oh my gosh, I just need the, the movie as opposed to the TV show. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, Thank you. Our um, first on-air sneeze. Maybe. Was it? I think Maybe. I usually try and mute for sneezes <laughs> if I do sneeze during recording. Ooh. Anyway, we saw this movie together. What day was it? On Sunday? We saw it on Sunday. It was my second time and your first time. It was. It was such a good time. We had just like a pleasant evening overall, but the movie was so good. Like you said, definitely one of the best that we will probably see all year. Um, It was everything about it was just beautiful. I thought it was great. I thought it also really nicely captured. Like, I think a lot of like the struggle that people of color experience or people with like immigrant parents experience, um, which I don't have immigrant parents, but I know a lot of people who do. So I'm like, I've seen a lot of that firsthand. And I think that movie did a pretty good job at like replicating that in a way that was still entertaining. You know, I don't want to like spoil anything, so I won't, but what they was doing was really good. Hot take. Hot take. (laughs) Just kidding. No, this is like one of the biggest praised movies (laughs) of the year. I know. Um, Yes, I will be seeing it a third time. I've made that decision. Uh, I might give it a little bit 
more time because I gave it six days in between my first and second yeah, watch. That was pretty close to each other. But I want to see it again for sure in the theater because it's just phenomenal. And I'm so glad you went with me. Both cried. We did. We, we did cry. I, I didn't think I was going to just because I knew that there were like, cause I knew it going into it, that there were, that there was going to be moments where I was supposed to cry. So like, I wasn't really caught off guard, but then it she just said bet. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and now, you know, the magic of Rakakuni. Oh my gosh. Rakakuni was that I had actually like almost forgotten about that. And then it came up and I was like, oh yeah. But then it like kept coming up and I was like, this is actually so funny. <laughs> we love Rakakuni. Yeah. Rakakuni. <laughs> A24 has put out like, cause the film is very heavily inspired by film and there's almost like films within the film and a24 has put out a couple of posters like movie posters quote unquote do they for, have a rakakuni poster there's a rakakuni poster oh my god there's a poster for like the wong kar wai inspired section of michelle mm-hmm. yo uh, talking in the alley with waymond yes um they put out a poster for the rock scene it's like a national geographic looking <laughs> poster yeah, but I would I would totally buy the Rakakuni poster if they made it like a print. I love that. I yeah. love that. I hope they do. Yeah. So oh basically, Ely's saying everyone should see it. Yeah, I think you should. It's just a it's like it's just a really it's a good movie, straight up. I agree. You know what's also a good movie? Your media moment. Good documentary mm-hmm. I watched today. Mm-hmm. It was released today on netflix so i'm very hip with the times wow you were on it well i was actually kind of looking forward to it when i heard about it because i was like "Ooh, this sounds like the type of documentary i would get into so it's called what into this i think i might be into this too go ahead very interesting it's called white hot the rise and fall of abercrombie and fitch emphasis on white (laughs) but actually (laughs) i mean yes that's why they called it that (laughs) um but i was looking forward to it because the Abercrombie and Fitch slash like Hollister era was right in my wheelhouse of growing up where I mean I definitely had some Abercrombie stuff and I was like pining for it yeah uh and a large part of my Abercrombie phase was definitely like the shirtless men because that was when I was starting to realize like oh you like pps um and so (laughs) I was happy to see this documentary there's a good chunk of it where they're actually talking about uh Abercrombie space like space and queer not culture but uh not even queer really specifically like the gay men that influenced the style of Abercrombie Bruce Weber who was like this renowned photographer who they brought on to like form the Abercrombie aesthetic of like Americana and hot shirtless men is a gay man and actually he was had allegations against him for inappropriate touching from these models. Uh, but it, it just talks about how that moment in pop culture was kind of like this centrifuge for little gay boys thinking like uh, it was a double-edged sword of, oh, I want this. But also they had this very interesting thesis almost where they were kind of blaming Abercrombie and that whole image for being responsible for gay men's poor body image, which I wouldn't disagree with. I mean, I was young and impressionable when that was a thing. So that's part of the documentary. And they talk about, of course, the racism at Abercrombie and the court cases that 
they went through for being discriminatory in their hiring practices and how that evolved. Like they had like a round one, which they kind of like dodged. And then they started like the people they put out front, they started calling them models in their job titles so that they could get away with doing the whole, like, you have to be good looking thing because the standards on the modeling industry are different than retail, obviously. Right. So in a sense, like Abercrombie and their executives <laughs> were very crafty in the way that they would maneuver these PR hurdles. Yeah. And it's very interesting to see unfold. And they also had a part where they were talking about the Abercrombie handbook and like how in detail it went, like the, the three things Abercrombie stands for with the look is like natural Americana and, oh, what was the third one? white problem i mean probably yeah (laughs) like white is that's a big part of this documentary is talking about abercrombie and framing it in terms of race i don't know i just i was drawn to it because i like stories whether they're series or documentaries about the intersections of like capitalism and human behavior and like it's fascinating yeah and that's what this was about um there's there's separate handbook apparently for the ex- Abercrombie executive jet flight crew and the CEO Mike something I forgot his name apparently one of the rules he put in there was if the passengers are eating cold food then the crew cannot also cannot have hot food they also have to have cold food and vice uh-huh. versa like what the fuck yeah and they can and if the if the passengers ever requested something the only thing they could say in return is no problem. They could not say yes, sir. They could not say Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Well, the CEO, he was like on it and like, not on it in a good way, like on. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was really interesting and it's really short. It's like an hour, 25 minutes. Oh, okay. I recommend. Interesting. Cause I couldn't have my media moment be everything everywhere all at once again, according to Ely. Well, you told me last season we couldn't have repeats. And I, I wasn't trying to do it this time because I, I was like, well, Zach already <laughs> talked about it and we have the same POV on it. But honestly, the only other option I had was a Charlie Puth song. So I was like, ah, I'll just make this movie. You did say that it might be Belle and the Beast, a Christian romance, but we already kind of covered <laughs> We already that. talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we fit that in some way, somehow. <laughs> yup. Well, does that bring us to the end? I think it does. I think it do. You think it do? I think it do. Hey, guess what? What? Chicken Did butt. Did you know that five <laughs> episodes from now will be our 50th episode? <gasps> we can't forget. Like we did the, for the, what did we, we forgot for the 25th, didn't we? Or the 20th. Something we forgot like for that. one of the big but ones. But like 50 is like a big one. That's a lot. That's Should the we biggest have, one Should we buy a cake? Should we buy a cake? I don't know, but we got to start brainstorming because that's like in a month. I know. Okay, we'll talk about it when we're we'll hiking on, on Sunday. But yeah, oh my God, yeah, we're going for a hike. Isn't that cute? I have to buy my new shoes. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a good night and have a great week. Oh, that's nice. Well, now I think about it, it comes out on Thursday, so it's kind of the end of the week. Have a good yeah. week. Like the have pre- a good week. The yeah, following yeah, yeah. week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The last week of April. I hope it goes so well. Yeah. <gasps> Oh my God, I can't believe it's already the last yeah. week of April. I thought April I'm just started. No. <sighs> Gross. All right, y'all. Have a good night.